Olga Bank of San Diego, California is trying rich chocolate Ovaltine. Awful. Burning and couldn't stand it. A different kind of Ovaltine. It really does take care of the itch. I never tried Ovaltine before. Mike Tilson of Jonesboro, Georgia is trying Triple Action Gold Bond Medicated Powder. It's got great chocolatey taste. Well, I was surprised. Especially between my toes. Chocolatey taste is, is excellent. And then it just feels really comfortable. Rich chocolate Ovaltine. The medicating action of a proven itch fighter. Its great taste will surprise you. That's good. It really does take care of the itch. Try Triple Action Rich Chocolate Gold Bond Medicated Ovaltine. It really works. Use only as directed. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. It's love and time. I guess I'm back to doing this again, and I'm sorry, but uh, a guy named William Hart from a group called the Delphonics has <gasps> kicked the bucket. You remember them? Yes, the Delphonics. Delphonics means... I believe it's Spanish for of the phonics. Many guys have come to you with a line that wasn't true, and you pass them by. Passed them by. William Hart was 77, and uh, also a guy named Michael Henderson uh, kicked off. Another musician, a bassist, was a sideman yeah. for Miles Davis and Stevie Wonder, but then said, "Hey, I can do this by myself." And he did, and he had some hits, including this one called Valentine Love. Did you ever hear this? I'm sending you a valentine In hopes that you are still mine And then, let me also mention, get the bad news out of the way. Yes. As we're recording this, uh, Tony Dow, Wally on Leave it to Beaver. I know. Checked out. Yeah. I just seen a feature on him not long ago on TV. He was, uh, he battled with clinical depression. He wrote about it. He talked about it. That's always helpful to other people. And uh, sure. then he became kind of a late, uh, uh, late life artist of sorts, a sculptor. Good enough that some of his stuff was featured in major art shows. Oh, but, really? But I, I just loved, you know, the way he delivered lines. And, and and look, I loved Leave it to Beaver. I did love that show. I still like looking back at it. because yeah, it, They still play it on MeTV. Like, you can catch episodes of Leave it to Beaver in the middle of the day if you're bored on MeTV. I always thought it had a nice message at the end, you know. it, mm-hmm. it It's corny. Of course it's corny. And no, there were no black people in... I can't remember a single episode where no. Beaver interacted w- with a black person much or a brown person. Oh, shoot. Sorry about that. Hold on. Let me, go, let me go beat the puppies. <laughs> okay. If you're just hey. joining us, hey. Lisa Foster is... She is t- telling Jesus Christ to shut up. I can't believe it. Don't be an apple. Oh, my gosh. 
I guess we know where she's going when she dies, don't we, everybody? Okay, here she comes. They're looking at me like, they're looking at me like yeah. what the hell? <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. What the hell? Did you figure out what they were barking at? No, I couldn't. My headphones don't reach that far. Oh, but okay. No, they're, right. they're, yeah, I shut well, the door. Sorry. I said I nothing but nice things about you while you were uh, off the. <laughs> Yeah, now there's going to be somebody out there that's going to write a letter. And they're going to think that I really yell at my dogs like that. Not all the time, just so you know. I don't do that all the time. Today, of course, this song would be My Baby Left Me an Instagram. Okay, we just talked so, about Tony Dow. And I just wanted to say that that uh, Leave it to Beaver is corny and old-fashioned and uh, 1950s, you know, ethical perspective as it may have had. Uh, I still think it's a sweet show. And uh, yes. Tony Dow, as Beaver's older brother, delivered some great lines mm-hmm. like this. It's not always the little angel you and Dad think he is. You should have seen him Saturday. What was he doing Saturday? Uh, gee, Mom, I can't tell you. He's got too much on me. That's good. The kid, the guy apparently never had an acting lesson before he auditioned for the part, and he got it, and he never seemed like an actor. And Maybe that was his quality. He seemed like just, Perhaps. A, just yeah. a big brother type guy, but he, but he yeah, was always kind to cute. his brother, and that's the part of the show that seemed unreal to me. Wait a minute. You're not pounding on your little brother? Yeah. You're not <laughs> berating them? Yeah. You're not trying to pull his pants down? You're not, you're not, you know. You're not trying to kill him? You're not short-sheeting him? No, something's wrong there. But <laughs> otherwise, I thought the show worked very nicely. So, how are you doing and what have you been doing? Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. Had another birthday recently. Went to a beautiful wedding. Uh, um, Congratulations. Have you ever been up? Thank you. Thank you. Have you ever been up to Silver Lake up in uh, northern Washington? About in a right snug, right up next to the Canadian border. Hmm. There's a campground called Camp Saturna. And uh, some uh, friends that you know as well, um, the Dillons, their son got married and they had a whole weekend. Have you ever been to a weekend wedding festivity thingy? No. Like no. it's the whole weekend. No. It's a lot. I'm not invited to most anything, so no, never have. <laughs> you get no. peopled out pretty fast. I do anyway. I, I'm, I'm not good with uh, lots of people for long periods of time. Yeah, I need to retreat after a bit. But it was, it was, it was lovely. The weather was perfect. The wedding was beautiful. Got to catch up with people I hadn't seen in a year. People I hadn't seen since my birthday party last year. And it was really, it was, it was nice. It was good. really lovely. Good. That sounds good. No, I've never been to Silver Lake, Washington. There is a Silver Lake in Oregon where my cousins mm. had a, and, and still have a ranch of sorts. They don't really, you know, have cattle or anything, but it's a huge multi hundred acre spread down there. And I used to go down there as a kid. Uh, they'd invite our family and other cousins down there for a weekend. And I remember just being in terror the whole time because they, on our way down there, they'd say, wow, oh my God, Jim, Jim saw a pretty big, good sized rattlesnake down there last week. Oh no. And, uh, oh, of course, uh, of course we got the, 
they got the skunks down there, of course, and they're always coming around and throwing their smell at us. And, and then uh, Larry over there saw a big old bear or cougar. What was it, Larry? It was a bobcat. Yeah, he's seen that uh, last weekend. Oh, so oh, so the whole time I'm just thinking, man, I don't want to stay here. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking over my shoulder the whole time. No kidding. Then, well, let's get that's in the creek. Exactly, let's go swimming in the creek. Okay. So I get in the creek. I crawl back out, and I'm covered with uh, leeches. Gee, this is fun. Can we go here again? Covered with rattlesnakes. Oh, God, I know. Yeah. I, this is why I don't want to camp. A lot of these yeah. folks were camping this weekend, which, yeah. you know, my friend uh, Trixie and I said, oh, hell no, we're not camping. No, uh-uh. <laughs> we're not doing that. A camping we won't go. A camping we won't go. Hi, hold the Dario. A camping we won't go. And so we smartly, I think, rented a really nice airbnb little cabin because this oh. is at the base of mount baker it's in the mount baker area so it's oh, very man, much a ski resorty great. area and so we just man we snagged a really great airbnb had two bedrooms two bathrooms had a, a deck it's in the woods it's quiet it was really nice so we every night we got done with the fest and we drove 15 minutes and we unlocked the front door and crawled into some luxury rather than camping. Well, you know, I don't know. Like we've talked about this. Yeah. It always sounds like a good idea. Always. It's like, that'll be fun. Yeah. We should camp. Now I know better. I, I know the minute in my head it goes, well, yeah, you know, camping could be, f and they had glamping. Have you ever done glamping? No, I've never done so it, but glamping. I know what it is. Yeah. Glamorous oh, you camping. Do? Okay. Yeah. What's that? glamorous camping i guess is what it means yeah. yeah so you actually have beds in these big te dome tents and they're yeah. you know a little nightstand and and all this stuff so it's not too bad but even that now i'm like no uh-uh i'm not doing it i'm not doing it i'm gonna be cranky dirty i'm gonna be scared a bear's gonna eat me forget it or a snake like you said will crawl into the camp yeah. into the tent yeah and eat my yeah. face off in the middle of the night so <laughs> and and then packing up is just a freaking nightmare because everything's dirty there's slush in the bottom of the ice chest all the food's soggy it's just so gross to pack everything up and come home and then after you drive home two hours you got to deal with all that crap in your car you can't just unlock the front door and go take a shower and be done with it and then you got another hour of sorting through all that nightmare uh not for me this portion of Peculiar Podcast is brought to you by Camping World. Uh, hey, I used have to you camp. ever? I know you have. Everybody has. Have you ever yeah. gotten a what they call a um, um, earworm stuck in your head? Uh, mm -hmm. Usually, it's a musical thing, and you it goes over and over in your brain uh, mm -hmm. when you're walking around, even when you're trying to go to sleep. Uh, my yeah, I have. I currently, I currently have one right now. I can't, I can't get it out of my head. Okay, but, tell yeah, me what it is. It's Taylor Swift. Shake it off. I don't know why. I. It's playing in my head while I'm sleeping. It's playing in in the morning. It's playing at night. I can't. I'll hum it. I'm like, God, where? Why is that happening? I mm. too late. Got nothing in my brain. That's what people say. Mm -hmm. That's what people say. Mm -hmm. I go on too many.
So yeah. that's my current one. What's yours? Well, mine's much more more old school. And because it's in a commercial, maybe that's why it keeps coming back. But uh, the Johnny Cash song, I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, oh, man. Yeah. In my underwear, man. I've traveled every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. But you, if you look at the lyrics to that song, uh, he mentions Ellensburg in there, too. So. Oh. There's that. I've been to Pittsburgh, Parkersburg, Gravelburg, Colorado, Ellensburg, Rexburg, Vicksburg, Eldorado, Laramore, Atmore, Havistal, Chattanooga, Chaska, Nebraska, Alaska, Opelika, Baraboo, Waterloo, Kalamazoo, Kansas City, Sioux City, Cedar City, Dodge City, what a pity. I've been everywhere, man. But my wife has one right now, which is driving her nuts. And it's not just because of the song itself, but it's because of the implication of the song. And it's the uh, uh, Frankie Ava- uh, Frankie Valley, uh, okay. and and it's uh, my eyes adored you. Remember yeah. that song? Yeah, it's a yeah. Song. But if you listen to the lyrics, he he, it, it's sort of like a peeping tom song. But what, whoever said he did, and so it becomes kind of creepy in a way. And he I've never noticed that. And he mentions that he's never actually laid a hand on her. Oh, I never laid a hand on you. My eyes adored you. So well, that sounds more like that sounds more like he's loving her from afar, don't you think? Yeah, and I think, but don't you think, uh, never laid a hand on you could have been rendered more artfully, like I, I never. <laughs> I never came close to you. I, I never, I looked, I like you said, you. I, I, I viewed you from afar. That would have been yeah. more elegant than, well, boy, if I had that. a chance, if I had a chance to lay a hand, I mean, it's like, I never strangled you, but my eyes adored you. Well, I didn't take it like that. Well, <laughs> like well, I never whipped you yeah, or beat you to the pulp. I never garroted you, but my eyes adored you. Yeah. I don't know. He said, he does go on to say, carried your books from school. Okay. Playing make believe you're married to me. Okay. What does make believe mean? Okay. So see, he's, he's, <laughs> he's fantasizing in, in a creepy grade. way. Yeah. Walking home every day. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Like it worries it. me. It just worries <laughs> me. And it obviously worries my wife, which is why she's trying to get the song out of her head. All right. Well, here's a sure. Here's a surefire way. Let me, before you go there, this is a surefire way to get that earworm if you want to get that out of your head. Mm-hmm. And I may try this today to get Taylor Swift's song out of my head. All you have to do is play about 12 seconds of It's a Small World. <laughs> oh, Just twelve seconds will do it. I promise you. Yeah, but that, but that, that is trading, uh, that is trading <laughs> prisoners for arms. That, uh, that's no good. I know, but just it's, telling you. Just, I know it would work, but it uh, would work. A horrible price to pay. Yes. Oh, All right. So speaking hey, of uh, songs, what I was going to mention, have you seen 
Uh, apparently, for the first time in at least 10 years, maybe 20 years, uh, Joni Mitchell performed recently. <gasps> Yeah. That video, yes. Sorry to interrupt. Tell tell yeah. everyone it's so well, yeah. wonderful. The, the video, if if you unless you have zero heart, Don't you will you, you cannot stop but tear up when you see it. It's beautiful. Mm. And she's uh, yeah. She was with uh, Belinda Carlisle and um, uh, Winona. Brandy Carlisle, uh, I think. Yeah. Brian, Brandy Carlisle, sorry. Yeah. And then uh, Winona Judd. Yeah. And um, they're all just falling apart around her uh, because it's so in the audience is eating it up. And she's singing a song that she wrote, uh, of course, Both Sides Now. And it's just lovely. If you have a chance to see it on uh, YouTube, it'll kill you. It's, it's really yeah. nice. Rose and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air and feather canyons everywhere i've looked at clouds that way she's not been well she's 77 years old but uh, it, it's not that her voice sounds so great anymore it's just the beauty of the words that she wrote and is singing, and it's just wonderful. So check it out. Mm -hmm. Joni Mitchell. Got to see her uh, some years ago. It was a concert which I principally went to see. Uh, it was over in the, um, over in at the Gorge in George, Washington. And I went there principally to see, Bob Dylan was there. And then she was kind of like the third act uh, on the bill she just killed it. She was the best uh, of all three of them, and, and, and I'll never forget it. She was just wonderful. Van Morrison was also on the bill. That was He was the main reason I went, but uh, he is an interesting performer. We were born before the wind Also younger than the sun Yeah, the bonnie boat was one as we sail into the mystic. Never seen him, but you're the one who turned me on to his music way, way a long time ago because you used to play quite a bit of it yeah. on, on your show. And I just I just thought, gosh, I don't know why I never really appreciated it. So, yeah, I have a lot of that yeah. in my, he's on great. my playlist. But on stage, mm -hmm. he's a very indifferent performer. He'll turn his back on the audience. He doesn't engage much, you know. Hey, everybody, how you doing? No, you're not going to hear that from him. He just goes mm -hmm. through the songs, and they they perform it, and he leaves, and that's it. But, uh, yeah, what a, what a great talent. But she's she belonged there very much with the other guys. So there's that. Um, yeah, that was amazing. I just got uh, done reading recently uh, Bob Odenkirk's book. It's kind of a biography. And um, he, of course, is the star of Better Call Saul, which is wrapping mm -hmm. up its final season. And uh, was a writer on Saturday Night Live and all of that thing. And, and, and part of uh, what he writes about in the book are his many encounters with the uh, performer Chris Farley. He even wrote a bit with Chris Farley, the uh, motivational speaker bit, which is still just one of the most hilarious SNL bits there has ever been. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. 
but he talks about Chris Farley's uh, ultimate um, overdose and death, and he talks about his regret about not intervening with Chris Farley, as I'm sure a number of other people who loved him did as well. And it got me to thinking about those times when I uh, have also feel like I'd failed to jump in when I should have. And I, and I wondered if you had any thoughts about that. There was a guy I worked with when I first started in radio here in Central Oregon. It was a little station called KGRL, K-Girl. My, my first day on the job as a morning man was also the first day on the job for a new salesperson named Rock was his first name. And somehow or other, we just hit it off right from the start. And mm-hmm. he wanted to do what I did. He didn't want to be a salesperson. He wanted to be, you know, on the air. He wanted to perform. He, we, I'd bring him on as various characters that he could do. Oh, and he nice. just, he reveled in it. He loved it. And that's I can, always nice. That's always nice. You've always been somebody that invited other people into your sandbox to play. I've always appreciated that about you well that's nice and and, and well, usually you did it usually for me when i out, was your usually you it worked it out great me. but sometimes you know people aren't particularly good and and then mm-hmm. it's a tricky thing to figure out how to you know not have them be performing regularly anymore but for the most part everybody's been that i've encountered you, you can kind of quickly size up somebody and see if they've They've got something special, and, and Rock did, and mm-hmm. uh, and he loved it. And we, I can think of so many days when we would spend, when he should have been out selling commercial time on the radio station. Instead, we were sitting in a pizza place drinking beer and trying to come up with bits. And it was mm-hmm. fine for me because I was off the air. My job shift was over for the day. But for him, he was playing hooky uh, to his mm-hmm. peril, I guess. Uh, to the peril of his marriage as well, and oh, eventually, wow, really? eventually moved away, and I and I kept an occasional contact with him, not as often as I should have. And then one day, I wrote him a really long letter, and uh, and I, I sent it to his address, and I didn't hear back from him. Like a month went by, and then I got this letter in the mail, and it was from Rock's mother-in-law, who said, "I saw." This letter that you wrote to Rock, you obviously were a good friend of his. Uh, I'm I'm sorry to have to tell you that he uh, shot himself about three weeks ago. He'd been depressed. He was drinking heavily, put a shotgun Mm -hmm. in his mouth and pulled the trigger. Mm -hmm. And I remember that immediate feeling of responsibility for it. You know, you think, why didn't I just get in touch with him? I know I could have cheered him up. I know I could have made a difference, hmm. even though you don't know that. But but the next day after that, after being sad and, and depressed, the next day and the every day forward has been nothing but being pissed off at the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely angry with him because it was such a stupid, selfish thing to do. He had a new young son, uh, a new marriage. It was it was so much about himself and his pity party that he blew himself away, and so I've remained sad about it, but mostly just mad because it was such a waste. Another incident that happened to me one time was a guy, another really great friend of mine, who 
called me up one day and I'd lost touch with him a little bit. And, and, uh, he said, Hey, can you come over to my house? And I went in his house and he's in bed and he's deathly ill. He's almost unrecognizable. I did not know that he had AIDS and, uh, indeed the next day he died. Wow. And, uh, and, and so a lot of guilt about that. But then there was also a guy who had a management position at a TV station I was at in Seattle. And uh, he came down with uh, lymphoma, I think it was. And so you could go to visit him in the hospital, but he was in one of those bubbles, you know, so you can only, you oh, know, geez. he's got plastic around him and you can shake his hand, but there's a kind of a rubberized glove that comes out and you can shake that. Well, <laughs> when visiting him, somehow that glove came off and I touched his hand with my oh, hand. I thought, oh, shit, and pulled it mm. back away. And so when he subsequently died, uh, again, being who I am and the Catholic boy that I was raised as, I thought, I wonder if I'm the cause of his death. I'm wondering if I contaminated oh. him. Oh, you, I think, you know, logically that that probably wasn't the case, but there's these little moments in life where you think, man, I didn't do my job as a human being. Now, that one was an accident, but where if I'd have spoken up, if I'd have rekindled an old friendship or brought a good word to somebody at the time in their life when they really needed it, I could have made a difference. You ever have feelings mm -hmm. like that? Oh, man, you are way too hard on yourself. No, I... no, I'm not trying to be pitiable here. I'm just saying if you live long that enough, just... you know. I'm sh Yeah, but that's, we all miss the mark. Um, people have missed the mark with you, and and I don't know. I just, they've missed, I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I don't think about that. I don't know that I've. I, always, I never think I make a, a huge difference much in people's lives, good or bad, but I, I probably do, and I don't really give myself... You absolutely I, I do. Give, yes, you do. Even yeah, this little I, podcast, I mean, you, you do. Yeah. I hear from people all the time that, that just want to meet you in person. Meet um, me? Yeah, because they... Well, why they don't you give your, them my address? They love I'm your lonely. candor. They love... <laughs> Your humor, uh, they just oh, think, man, really the next best thing would be for me to get to meet her in person. And generally, it's to tell you that you do make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. This idea that we got to change the world is absurd. But, the, mm -hmm. but if you can change one person's life with a few mm -hmm. and make it better and different, man, you, you've triumphed as a human being. Sure. And, uh, yeah. Not to be corny, but you do that. That's why I love talking yeah. to you. That's why we've been friends yeah. for so long. Yeah. Well, and I just, I don't know that I've, I mean, I've never had anybody, I've never had situations like you've had with people who have taken their own lives. Uh, I've, I don't know anybody. I'm trying to think. I don't know anybody personally that's done that. That would be devastating if it was a close friend of mine. Yeah. Then I would probably feel, um, Oh, just maybe, you know, then all that. Why didn't I t call them more? Why didn't I, 
you know, we all get so busy. Why didn't I just make time in my life to go have lunch and see how they were? And yep. did I miss, did I miss the signs where they, you know, I'd probably be obsessively going back through texts to see if there were any clues or anything. So I can see, yeah, I, I would feel that would be really hard, but I, and I don't have anybody who's had a, a terminal illness either that, um, I, I don't know. i like to think I'd be there for people. I think I would be difficult, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope, you know, you can count on me if that ever happens. So yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to kind of take this thing down a darker it's, road. It's an than interesting usual, question but... though. It is an interesting question, hey, yeah, but I, you know, well, I, I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, you know, I, that you're somehow responsible. People, that's you can't control people and what they do. So if someone, no, takes I know their logically life, that's true. I do know. I, that. I know, I know. But um, I think it's important to just be the best, show up the best way you can for people. Every day, if not every day, you yep. know. You and I don't talk every day, but you know. And then, and we're human too. So I think the hardest thing too is, do you remember the last conversation you had with him? Because if it was a bad one, that would be even harder, I yeah. think, to if you had well, a, think, an argument with somebody. And I think and I then, mentioned to you a friend of mine who had a knockout, drag out argument with his father, stomped mm -hmm. out of the house, peeled mm -hmm. away in his car. And then his, he got a call a few hours later that his dad had had no. a heart attack and died. No. Now that, that's about as heavy as it gets. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just made me think of something. And it's going to be a hard one to talk about. Um, but, you know, when my, my mother passed away when I was 29 I years old. Yeah. And um, she was in the hospital. She was in and out of the hospital. My mom was never a very healthy person. She had diabetes. She had um, kidney problems. She had a lot of things going on. And she ultimately died from a heart attack. <clears throat> but I remember that she had been in the hospital <clears throat> for a few days and the doctor had said to me, had taken me aside and said, um, you know, she's very dehydrated and we really, <clears throat> we need to get more fluids in her. And now I'm going to sound really stupid here because I'm not exactly sure what this thing does, but they needed to get a catheter in her. So mm -hmm. I, I still am not clear what that's for. Do you know what that's for? Is it to, so she can, Pee? Well, an IV would be to hydrate her, but I don't know. Right, but they had to get a catheter in her for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't know why people have a catheter. No. In fact, I'm anti-catheter okay. all the way. Never so had one So from myself. what I know, from what I know is that it's it's not pleasant to have a no. catheter inserted at all. Well, in, in, in a man, uh, the catheter goes into... Uh, a hole that is preposterously too small for right. a, for a catheter, which which, as near as I can tell, is about the size of a number two Ticonderoga pencil. Um, well, it's the same for women. Yeah, I know. So she had been resisting it all day, and that's why he took me aside and said, um, you know, we've really got this, we really need to do this. And so I kind of, I, it's so, it's so long ago. I had, I can't really remember the conversation, but <clears throat> I remember thinking, all right, well, if he thinks it's important enough, I need to talk her into this. And I remember 
you know, I remember going to her and saying, you know, the doctor feels really strongly about this, that, you know, you need to have this. And she's like, I know, I don't want it. It's going to hurt. And I said, I know, I know. But if you don't, then this is what will happen. And again, I don't remember what he said would happen. So she finally um, agreed and said, okay. And she, she had it done. And then she died of a heart attack that night. And so this is something that I have carried around a long time thinking if, you know, that question of, you know, I wonder if I hadn't, you know, forced her to do that. Maybe Mm. she wouldn't have been stressed out. And maybe that stress from that is what created her last moments on earth. And I know everybody, and I know what you're going to say. And I know what people I've told this story to. I don't, haven't told many people this story, but I, the people I have told have said, you, you can't, you, you, you can't carry that as, as your fault. She was, she was sick. She was already in the hospital. Um, we don't know that that is the thing that, that, that caused her to, uh, to die. And, and, but it's still something I think about, you know, the what ifs and you can play the fucking what if game your whole life. And as you can see, it still bothers me. Yeah. 32 years later, it still bothers me because what if, you know, so, um, wow. I hadn't even thought of that until you just said that talked about that other story, but that, that was probably the big one for me. Wow. That's the big one. I'm sorry that, uh, I inadvertently dredged that up, but, um, Hey, you know uh, what? It's okay. (laughs) I remember when my father passed away, they, we, the family had to make a decision about whether we should uh, pull his uh, ventilation system off mm. as he was deeply in a coma. And uh, and after much discussion and anguish, we did. And then, and then, because the doctor had said, it will be a matter of minutes after you do that. Mm-hmm. But indeed, it went on, he lived on for another day and a half. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so then you're just plagued with doubt. Oh, my God. Uh, put the ventilation thing back on. Uh, we, we made a mistake. You know, all of these right. things that go through your head. You second we're, guess everything. We're yeah. all just guessing our way through life. You know, we, it's quite different if you purposefully do something. But if, right. you, if you do something, in your case with your mom, you were doing it out of love. You know, you weren't doing it to be cynical oh i bet this will hurt Let me, i'm gonna make sure she has <laughs> right. this right um, so or to be in somehow in some way controlling her i uh you know and i think the thing that too that bothers me too is i think you know she probably made that decision just to um ease me you. a bit yeah yeah right yeah. and and that bothers me too because you know well, so anyway you are a great daughter. I know you loved your mom more than anything yeah. on the planet. And so you have yeah. to you have to know that you have really nothing to forgive yourself for. You did right. the right thing with right. the best advice you could get at the time. Sure. Absolutely. Time. Thank you for that. I I I I know that. I know that. I know all of that. It still is interesting how your mind does the what ifs yeah it will i know i'm the same it will haunt me it'll haunt me for the rest of my life it will okay well uh, 
Yeah, one of the people, okay. one of the reasons people <laughs> tune in, I guess, to this podcast is for okay. all the laughs. And uh, I, I think we provided plenty of those. Hey, I wanted to yeah, uh, that touch was on a couple hilarious. other quick things, Lise. I, I, re- uh-huh. I just saw this book. I've not read it, but I read a lengthy review of it. And it was about the difference between the way humans perceive the world and a lot of animal life does and how mm. inadequately uh, we are equipped sense-wise to experience the world the way animals do. Uh, uh, yeah, for example, I bet. They say bears have a sense of smell that is 300 times better than ours. And, Same with uh, dogs, right? Isn't do- Aren't dogs even more off the charts well, than bears? Know, dogs are more so, but they're pretty good. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. Sharks can smell a swimmer a mile away, an injured swimmer. Oh, my God. So you want to be and then they can get away. they can get to you in about five seconds flat, oh, too. So Elef- elephants are very good at smell, too, but look at the schnoz they got. No wonder. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought of this because my dog, uh, Oliver, is here. Hi, Oliver. And uh, can, Oliver, can I tell Lisa your joke? <laughs> okay, here's his joke. Uh, one guy says to another guy, hey, my dog doesn't have a nose. And the other guy says, oh, really? No nose? How does he smell? And the guy says, not very good, actually. <laughs> okay. Good one, Oliver. Oliver tells it better than me. Okay, buddy. That's very, good boy. very cute. Good boy. <laughs> Hey, um, I used to, I had a very fledgling career, and I was terrible at it, of trying to do stand-up comedy. And I think you've tried your hand at it, too, haven't you? I did. I wasn't too awful, but you, I can't imagine you would have been awful. Do you remember I any of I... the jokes from your act? Oh, yeah. I have, um, I have uh, old papers and half-written jokes that I was wondering where I was going with them, and... I actually have an old video cassette of oh. a stand-up competition I was in. Oh man, uh, I gotta in, see uh, that. Do you can you get your okay, hands on you it? Okay, you want to see it? Yeah. Oh I'll, my god, I, will, I didn't know. I that. will find it. It's not very good. I did mostly topical stuff. Uh, this was back if you remember when Prince Charles and Princess Diana got married. That's when I did it yeah. in Sebastopol in the in the bustling burb of Sebastopol, California. Wow! And I had no yeah. idea. I knew you did some stand up, yeah. but I didn't know you had. And any... I made it to the finals. I made it to the finals. In that, San Francisco. Um, in San Francisco at the um, uh, crap. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of that comedy club. All I remember is Paula Poundstone was going to be was the MC. And so I made it to the sem- to the finals, and you know what happened? I got an abscessed tonsil a week before oh, I had no. my act all done. I had all the writing done. I had a couple of friends help me really, you know, get my set all polished up. And then I came down with a horrible fever, horrible abscessed tonsil. I remember going into the doctor. <laughs> I had tears. So he goes and he looks in my throat and he, he recoiled. He looked in my throat and he just, he recoiled. That's how awful it was. And then he was like, he went and got another doctor down. Hey, you need to see this. And I'm like sitting there with tears (laughs) just streaming down my face. Thanks a lot. Because I, 
it felt so, I felt so awful and, and it, he made me feel like it was like I was going to die. And so I missed the finals. I never got to the, mm. to the finals of that, of that comedy just like a but yeah i'll find the video for you oh good. i'll find it for you just it's like not a, very good a sprained finger could have derailed the career of pianist van Clyburn. same with you right but for a yes. sore throat you might be yeah. prodding the boards right now they'd be i could have, an, I could have a tv i could have a tv talk show because that's where they all end up yeah Oh, old comedians always can't end up wait on TV to see it. i can't wait to see it okay um, i'll look for it it's gonna be dumb don't it's gonna be dumb Hey, did but you know that anyway, cows? So, did you know that cows can can see in all directions at the same time? What? They don't have what? they don't have to turn their head. They can see behind them, left, right, no, they forward. Can't. That's what I read no, in this can't. same book. Yeah. No. I mean, they what can't. an advantage that would that? be if if you were, I wanted... if a cow could be a major league baseball pitcher. You got a guy on second. You, you can keep an eye on him without turning away. I, I, I think it'd be great. How, does, how do they test that? Do they go, all right, how many fingers? Bessie, <laughs> how many fingers have I got? Well, how many fingers am I holding up? Ah, yeah, that's right. She's right. Well, that's right. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> okay. That seems weird to me. Yeah, it is weird, but it, 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 again, it's more about this the, this book's premise that that we are so limited in the way we perceive the world, and that an yeah. animal can they don't just hear and see and taste and smell, but they can detect vibrations. They have senses of uh, 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 pain and things that we don't even un begin to understand. So I just thought it was right. very fascinating. We're just kind of yeah. hanging out here. Somehow we think we're the dominant species, but we don't have nearly the physical capabilities of just about anything else, including stink bugs. And like, um, don't ants, can't ants lift like, I'm making this up, but something insane, like 50,000 times their own weight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, can't pretty... they carry a hot dog from one end of the field? In fact, an ant picked me up yesterday and threw me. <laughs> A good 25 <laughs> yards. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I love the way, really by the way, you said the word ant. ant what? Ant. Ant. Reminded me of a girl in my grade school. She, We had to give little, uh, disc, you know, we had to write essays, and then and hers was on ants. And that's the way I didn't she know would I said it like that, but thank you it for just, pointing that out. Me every time she'd say it. The ant is a very interesting creature. An ant can can hold fourteen times its weight. That's why ants are so interesting. You know, it just it, and I was laughing in my chair, and she, and she kept looking at me like, "What are you laughing at? This is a serious, serious." Oh my God. Don't be a jerk about it. Just what makes that little old ant think he'll move that rubber tree plant? Anyone knows an ant can't move a rubber tree plant But he's got high hopes He's got high hopes He's got Okay, you ready for our closing joke? Yeah, we need a joke. Yeah, we do. I don't know if this is the greatest joke of all time, but I rather fancied it, so here it is. Okie dokie. There was a man who was in a horrible accident. And that's the joke. That, that was a <laughs> crappy joke. Why did I? That was a one-liner. Oh wait, that's there's more to it. I'm sorry. Okay, let me start again. There was a man who was in a horrible accident, 
but the only permanent damage he suffered was the amputation of both of his ears. As a result of this unusual handicap, he became pretty self-conscious, as you would guess, about having no ears. And because of the accident, he got this huge sum of money from the insurance company. It had always been his dream to own his own business, so he decided that with all the money, he now had the means to own a business. So he went out, he purchased a small but expanding computer firm, and he realized he had no business knowledge at all, so he decided, I gotta hire somebody to run this business for me. So he picked out three top candidates, and he interviewed each one of them. The first interview went very well, but his last question was, do you notice anything unusual about me? (laughs) And the guy said, well, now that you mention it, you have no ears. The man got really upset and he threw the guy out. The second interview went even better than the first one. But again, to conclude the interview, the man asked the same question. Do you notice anything unusual about me? The guy also replied, well, yeah, you you have no ears. The guy got really upset again. He threw the second candidate out. So now he's down to the third interview. Because these jokes always have to come, you know, in, In in, in threes. The third candidate was even better than the second. In fact, he was the best of all three of them. Great interview. Almost certain now that he wanted to hire this guy, the man once again asked, Do uh, you notice anything unusual about me? (laughs) And the guy said, Well, yeah, uh, you're wearing contact lenses. Oh, that's quite perceptive of you. How could you tell? Well, you can't wear glasses if you don't have ears. (laughs) That's a good one. for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.